Oh boy. <laughs> this is way too.
Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Therapy of the Absurd. How's everybody doing this week? Doing great (laughs) this week. How are you doing? Uh, I'm alive, so it's a good day. Uh (laughs) Struggling. I don't have the Rona. (laughs) Me either. I tested today. I literally was trying to get out of the plants for the rest of my week. And unfortunately, I still got to go to all of them because I'm negative. (laughs) I have not tested, but uh, yes, I know of people who have been vaccinated and suddenly are positive. And now I'm like, well, maybe my vaccination isn't perfect. (laughs) But, you know, that's what happens. Like vaccinations are supposed to they're not supposed to keep you from getting it. They're supposed to keep you from ending up on a ventilator when you get it so yeah and it's like so still get your vaccinations people and don't be a goober yeah These wear that mask are like settling when you get married it's like in the beginning you're like oh she's so wonderful she's all my and then like she lets herself go you're like you know what like she she's all right you know she's somebody to come home to like yeah. <laughs> That's I'm Pfizer. I was really hoping for a breakthrough because I knew I wasn't going to die, but I was just hoping to like quarantine again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do miss the, the, the furloughs because, you know, they gave me time to think that's actually how we started. This is I had, you know, furlough time to go. Yeah. I do want to explore another part of my artistic endeavors <laughs> other yeah. than the death metal. But uh yeah. So what else happened there? Steph? Other than that, uh, you know, preparing for uh, the comedy show I have with uh, Flappers Comedy Club. Uh, what is it? April 8th? Not April 8th. It's August 8th. August 8th. <clears throat> but we do have two amazing guests yeah. also. Uh, one is named April. So I will say that. Uh, her. <laughs> yes. And the amazing <laughs> Chang with us yes, tonight yeah. as well. Lo- and love them together. Like they're like the dynamic duo doing these shows together. Like their vibe like cake and ice cream it's delicious wonderful the the wonderful energy vibe people we got tonight oh yes oh yes awesome stuff um let's see what else anything interesting happened to anybody or any bit of news come up well i uh i found my belly button did was it um was it inflamed and or dirty? <laughs> like, when you found it, was it pissed off? <laughs> like, where no. have you been? <laughs> it was oh, a swap meet on a blanket next to a toaster. Ew. That's, okay. That's that's it. that's for our that's for our nineties fans out there. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> like it fell off, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. That's crazy. That's insane. I think we all heard about, um, unfortunately, the brand new news, Tony Baker's son. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, passing. Uh, My deepest Prayers to his family. Peace to his family. Um, otherwise, who said, Giovanni said he looks dirty. I feel like the like everybody's navel has a story. It does, you know. Everybody's navel is unique and has its own needs. And then the fact that you said you just found it, I just knew your navel was inflamed. Oh, okay. Um, Well, I I will say this: I used no. I've uh, known where my navel is the whole time. It's never gotten so bad, but maybe, (laughs) maybe if I try hard enough. I will say this: I used to date a chick. uh, This was a long time ago, obviously, but uh, her belly button smelled like vinegar. Like a Ooh. like a like a vinegar, yeah, it was nasty. 
<laughs> Why was you that deep in it? You was just like, you was that old school R&B, like, I'm going to lift you up and down, literally. Like, your whole body is going to spell like my spirit, and then lay it down. No, you, for, you forgot the detail that she's extremely short. Is she extremely short? No, she <laughs> yeah, wasn't. He, sure. he didn't have to really look very far. Like he, he, he went kind of high. He's like, oh, it's oh, it's in there. It. <laughs> was she like a head? She was like a head with two arms and a big ass yeah. belly button. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go stick my tongue in. There. I'm gonna stick my nose in there and just swirl. <laughs> it's like trying to, it's tr like trying to drink a, a soda by biting the edge of the can and putting your nose in the hole. Oh. yeah, yeah. Like I got, I got. Nobody does that. I got one of those clean behind your ears, clean up in your ear crevice, clean in your navel, go all the way in. Like my, that's how my mom was. She was like, your navel is going to smell horrible if you don't get all the way in there. Clean in there. So like, yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing today? Uh, they don't notice it stink. Like, <laughs> well, I think well, that's why the Stefan, he's going to tell everybody right. smell like vinegar. Oh my God. Well, wait, wait, wait. What what if that's because she learned like at a young age that that like you know keeps you know certain infections that don't really exist from happening and she's just kept it since a young age because her mom told her, get a vinegar up that hole, honey. Yeah, like if you don't put vinegar in it, it gets it turns <laughs> into demon must <laughs> and they'll come after you while you sleep. No, so it... put some goddamn vinegar in your hole, honey. No, yeah, she used to uh, clean it with uh, rubbing alcohol and stuff. And I'd be like, why are you doing that? She's like, uh, don't worry. It's, it, it, you know, she just keep trying to change the subject. And then, uh, you know, she, uh, <laughs> it, I, I ended up smelling it. And I, I was like, I understand why she puts the rubbing alcohol in there. I, I, got, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing, though, like, yeah, maybe God, that's just her natural smell, like her natural um, come hither odor and honestly like i believe that like those kind of smells probably would attract males if we didn't live in modern society like they would smell the vinegar and be like she's right <laughs> and so it's like girl don't you be ashamed of your vinegar smell because vinegar is an all-purpose cleanser it is a natural you know it's good for your your skin it's good for your hair like you produce it naturally. So, you know, it's just, it's a pH situation. Uh, <laughs> situation. Yes. Put a bucket yeah. under it uh, overnight and, you know, make a bottle when it's filled. Are you guys still, like, are you guys still actively um, going out That's with gross. the COVID, the Delta, the Delta Plus? Uh, <sighs> I'm, I have to go to work like uh, three times a week right now. Um, I wasn't feeling well on Monday, so I didn't go then, but. And then the next day was work from home day, just you know, Ooh. cool. But it's like, and then tomorrow's work from home day, which is cool that that's on Fridays. But uh, they did have one case at my work kind of quickly after everybody started coming back, and it's like, hmm, we we were down to having no cases. It's like now we have one again, and the first time for the first wave of it, mm -hmm. and I shouldn't say first wave, well, kind of because there's been two or something. But the first wave of it, uh, we didn't have a single case for a long time in our building. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the company did actually take measures and says, everybody work from home if you can. Just... And if you can't, uh, and if it was during a time where they thought it was really dangerous, they said, if you can't, we'll pay you to stay home. Oh. So just chill. We're, okay, what's the name of your company? I'm not saying. Because I need to apply. <laughs> I can't work. I can't. I can't do anything besides the part where I get paid to stay home. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, well then I, I would tell you after the show, I, I can't say it on the air because, you know. Well, my wife I, is. A, I, I'm drinking and they don't want to be associated with this. Oh, okay. Well, my wife oh, is. A you teacher. got the breath Winston cup up. There you go. Oh, Holy yeah. shit. You knew what it was. Yes, you yep. did. Oh, Fred, Fred yeah, Winston McDonald's. Do. do you know <laughs> why? I don't play. Because that's how my week has gone to where I have done so well in preparation for the show that I'm drinking out of Fred, Fred Flintstone cup instead go. of my mug that's in the goddamn washer. Yeah. Oh no. So what I was saying was, is my wife's a teacher, and they, uh, you know, they're expecting them to go back here in a couple of weeks, and they already got one of the teachers flagged for uh, COVID, like they caught mm. it pretty bad. So, oh. um, and they, and they're not, you know. <laughs> When you yeah. say flag, did they like darter? Like, <laughs> oh, she's, <laughs> she's got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh man, you know it's funny because I mean it's a different podcast, but you know I also listen to this one, Deep Fat Fried, which is a bunch of guys that look like me doing a podcast, and um, they were and they and one of the guys was saying, "Look, I know it's not freedom, but you just need to start darting them." And <laughs> <laughs> like, like with the vaccine, oh, like that's an unvaccinated one. <laughs> Ow! What was that? Nothing. Four, nothing. Four, come, come back four, in two weeks. <laughs> no, four weeks later. You know, this is where I got hurt. Ah, it bug bit me again. What was that? And I'm like just laughing. Okay, so deep fat fried. You know, I'll give yeah. credit on it. But I was like thinking, you know, I know that's very authoritarian, which I'm not for usually, but it's it's hilarious and would be effective. Well, it's the only solution at this point, but it will not happen. And so I've resigned myself to, is this my exit? Because I've already been fully vaccinated with Pfizer. And now everybody's admitting they didn't know what they was doing and nobody was really doing their job properly, but they was acting like they knew what they was doing in the, you know, yeah. in the press conferences. And oh, yeah. so most likely by the time we get to Omega variant, we all going to be vulnerable again. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm the just super really saying, like, super saying variant. The Omega, yeah, the Omega okay. variant is going to take us all out. But like, I'm just living my life to the fullest, and I'm literally making every decision. Like, yo, am I willing to die for this? Like, you want to go hang out? Mm, I'm not willing to die for you, so I can't hang out. But I could do a show because if I die after I did a show, and like, I, I like this person. They're funny. I, I, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I've, I've been following the as if you had never been vaccinated protocol. Number one, because people don't like you and they don't talk to you when you mm. wear your mask because they think you didn't get vaccinated. Mm. And so you can just live life. And my neighborhood like is the type of neighborhood where I need to be left alone. Um, <laughs> I'm not very neighborly. And my neighbors <laughs> forgot that I'm black. They're like, did you see that Mexican kid running around in the skateboard? And I'm like, do you see that I'm black? You're just gonna be outwardly racist in my face, and I'm gonna have to educate you. Jesus, where's my damn mask? Look, profile me, keep it moving. No, they had a they had a it was on uh, was Instagram. Some one of my friends posted a video, they found a video. There was a guy who said that he was gonna wait a year to get vaccinated. He was 39, he had four or five kids, and he was married. And uh, nah, man, he got it, he got it real bad, and uh, ended up in the hospital. And you know, they, once that breathing machine comes on, you you, you know something's something about to happen, and yeah, that, that's just okay, the beginning but, of it. But I, I did he, hear about the story. Yeah, I, I I did hear about this story. I did hear about the story, and I they said, man, father of five, 
in Las Vegas dies of COVID after being diagnosed after getting badly sunburnt at the beach yep. at the hospital. And I'm like, wow, that story should just be man makes lifetime of bad choices. Yeah. Like, for real. I'm just thinking, like, uh, like, really, brother? Like, you're doing all of this. It is, it's really, it really is like a, a time in our lives where we either are going to be in robot mode or we're going to be like, make it count. Because nobody knows what they're doing. Everybody is just going by the seat of their plants. They can't keep up with this stuff. So, the best that we can do as individuals, I know that all the vaccinated people, you know, are angry at the unvaccinated people. And I know the unvaccinated people are like the late people that show up where all the on-time people get pissed. They just don't care. But at the end of the day, like, we're just going to have to accept, look, we all are going to die. <laughs> some, some sooner than others. Make yes. it count. Like, it's over. Like, we're all going to die. And honestly, like, humans ain't all that great. So, just, you know, like, do what you need to do, Susan, Rebecca, Barbara, like, make it count. But, like, enough is enough. Victoria for president, 2024, humans ain't all that great. Well, I would be the very first one to tell the truth. If COVID came anyway. out, I would be like, look, COVID is coming out. We don't know what the heck this is. China is not really being straightforward. But I got eyes and I can see that they're building hospitals. So this ain't going to be cool. Y'all going to hate me, but nobody's going to travel because we don't know what's going on. And honestly, all these people that have had these jobs all this time got them through nepotism. So nobody knows what they're doing. Therefore, stand tight. But we probably all going to die. And it's okay. <laughs> because humans are horrible. Like we have ruined the earth. Our time has come. The dinosaurs thought they were special. Do we really miss them? No. Okay, then. So my mom hey. says I'm special. <laughs> exactly. It's like, look, honey, you're going to be special in heaven, too. Okay. So just, you know, <laughs> we had our chance. <laughs> we have ruined it. We have ruined our chance. We're ruined the earth. We've invested the earth. And we're a danger to everything around us. And we're still not making good decisions. So at the end of the day, like logically, somebody gotta go. <laughs> Just take Texas first. Um, EDLR, Texas is more than welcome the to be the introductory. Or, or Florida. Florida well, is thinking itself. <laughs> Florida don't need no help. What would that be? And they're said? like, yes, we yes. are right. We, sh we should bring on our amazing guest, our amazing first guest. Let's do it. All right, with us tonight. We have a gentleman who has a comedy special right now. Uh, Shang is Shangri on Amazon Prime, an amazing comedy special. Uh, we're going to bring him up right now. Here we go. We have Shang with us. Woo, woo. How you doing, Shang? Bow, 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 bow. Oh, Shang is muted. There we go. I got yeah, you. Yeah, we got, he got me. Now he got me. Hello. <laughs> Hey. hey! Hello! Hello, everybody! No, hello! Really like How that. are you doing? How yeah, you I don't like really talk. Lady, lady! Hello, lady! No, I don't lady! Like that. <laughs> Freud, I, was 
Okay, yeah. everybody that loves who grew up in the nineties is like, yeah, I get this. Totally get it. The young people are like, the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Victoria, I like Victoria's uh, way of shooting sunshine up people's ass. We're all gonna die. It's all bad. It, you know, fucking the streets. And just keep it moving. I mean, it's bad for us. It's better. It's it's good for every everything else on earth. It's good for. It's really bad for the no, I agree with you. I you know what? I agree with you a thousand percent. I think that what you said was absolutely on point. And I am now you're I'm following you like a cult. I, okay, so, so President Shang. Okay, if you're President Shang. And you got to address the country about what's going on with COVID. What is your message right now with the unvaccinated, the vaccinated? How are you dealing with the country? Um, I, first off, uh, I would go a little harder in the paint pertaining to talking to these fucking idiots about, the, you know, like, oh, it's my country and I don't have to. It's my freedom. I absolutely would. Um, I would all put them in a net and I would just. Uh, yes, exactly. I would, <laughs> I, would douse them with, I would douse them with vaccine while they're in a net. It would be like the deadliest catch. I would just douse them. Every time I see, I would get little water guns with vaccine and just spray the shit out of them. I, it'll be, no, I, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's a political thing. It's not a. It's not a, oh, you know, it's my freedom, God damn it, you sons of bitches. It's they just basically are fucking scary stupid and they're 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 tied into tribalism, racism, and idiocy, and anything that sounds like science makes their brain hurt. You make them my brain hurt. Fuck em, fuck em. You know what? It's called the thinning of the herd, and sometimes you gotta let the dumb antelope. That keeps going down near the water where the alligators are. Die. <laughs> yes. Facts. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna personally miss them. And like honestly, it's some people that I know that I probably wouldn't personally miss because I'm like, look. But here's the thing: is I, I got kids, so like they are not vaccinated yet, and that's what bothers me about the unva the unvaccinated. Now, once. They give kit my kids a vaccination that's safe for them. Then it's like, you know, which of course they're going to test on, you know, some kids somewhere else for a bit. But then my kids get it. <laughs> and no, it's true. Uh, it's true. Like, it's no, true. It's like, like, I know what's, I, that's hey, why we you know, need to die because we're horrible. No, I don't no, got no, a cell yeah. phone, you know, without any little fingers going to work. Um, so, like, <laughs> No, I no, I I know that was a weird question you start off with. Uh, definitely, the word "absurd" fits in the fucking title of this. But, uh, no, it really does. It really inevitable. Does. It's inevitable. But no, I, I agree with you. I think that I cannot wait for Thanos to come back and and at least take half of these motherfuckers out. So, like, I want the history. Like, I want for future generations to read in their history book, President Shane captured citizens in nets and doused them in vaccine to save the country. <laughs> so I, I got a question. I got a question. Okay. Am I bad for thinking that we could solve a lot of the problems in one week just by putting signs up at gas stations that say now in sweet tea flavor? <laughs> oh. Hmm. Hey man, I've Every... always I've always enjoyed sweet tea. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm vaccinated now? You sons of bitches. But goddammit, it was tasty. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to give it to you. 
Oh, you meant vaccinated. See, Shang took it to vaccinate. I was thinking just gasolines and like. Oh, you're just gonna wow. kill him. No, like that's. Wow. See, I, <laughs> I thought that was a clever way to give him the vaccine. You excuse me, the writer of Saw. What the fuck? Serial <laughs> killer. Hey, actually, that's in alignment with everything America does now. They put poison in the soil. They put poison in the water. They tell us to filter it out. Like they don't tell us what all is in everything. And they take the liberties to pollute our stuff that we put in our bodies. So why not just, they put fluoride in the water. Just put uh, it's safe. It's safe. I don't think we should kill them off. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I don't really mean it. I don't really mean it. It's, it's, it's kind of like you don't have enough energy. It's no point in killing them off. I'm just saying like, it's like, okay, when white people that are super rich start going off in space, and the moon starts changing its orbit and we're supposed to be getting crazy floods like the writing is on the wall our time is limited wow like it it is like and it needs to be because we need to restore balance and like, so not, like i'm not rich enough and i have no desire to live on star trek i do I do. You want to live on Jeff Bezos? I want to live Trek? on. I want to live on Saturn or Uranus. I want the Mars <laughs> with the women with the three titties. Yes. I want. Yeah. I want. I want to be up there. And yeah. And anybody I don't like, I want them to be near the bubble. And I'm going to poke a hole in it so they can be sucked <laughs> out. Um, you know, I would love to live on another planet if, if, you know, I mean, if it had a little bit more semblance of empathy and humanity. This country is really separatist and bullshit. But I'm still not going nowhere. I'm, I'm, I, you know, my family and uh, is here, and I, I'm going to live here. But I really do agree with you that I hope the plants eventually or something weeds us out, and we weeds us out. That was a pun, people. No, I don't usually do puns. Anybody who come see me do stand up, I won't be doing a lot of puns. Um, oh, definitely not. No, like no, the stand up no, no, special no. was fire. Thank oh, you. Yeah. And yes. then my new stuff about baby nunchucks, I think that's going to be a good one. Tying babies together and using them like nunchucks to fight yeah. the cops. I'm going to fight the cops with baby nunchucks. <laughs> and I'm telling you, <laughs> cops will not shoot me if you got two babies tied together and start swinging them at them. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. And, uh, so I think that especially if it's little white baby nunchucks, they're like, whoa, whoa, don't shoot him yet. <laughs> all right, I'm a little edgy. I'm a little edgy. All right, all right. So, so no, I love, I love all kids. I love, I have kids myself. I love, I love the children. I just think that um, we should corral them. That's all. Yeah, no. I, I, I do I, love that. What a better way to, you know, bond today, Shang, by both of us having jokes. We had to go. Wait, I, it's a joke. Yeah, you, you have to go. Uh, you know, I don't mean this. I don't want people like I watched that theater of the whatever it was called or therapy or something. That one guy. Fuck, he's just. He wants to tie babies together and fight the cops. What kind of? Nah, I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the real. Uh, Victoria, you are absolutely on point. Um, I've talked with it. You know, I, this is the first time I talk with Dan and me and Dan probably definitely have beaten a couple baby seals to death once or twice <laughs> in another lifetime. Not this lifetime. Like, no. you know, not this lifetime. But I mean, we both were like, 
What you doing? What you doing? I'm gonna go out and be some baby seals. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because the women fuck you if you bring them the hats. Right. When you bring them back the skins, the women give you the skins. That's the way it works, baby. That's the way it works, baby. No, you get I mean, them the steaks, you get the steak drapes. There you go. Stay, okay, that visual. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Oh. Nick Craft Crew, one of our oh, usual yeah. viewers. You know, but one of the viewers, idea. I don't know who's viewing now, but I want to say to you guys, um, the fact you're even watching this, you're a bunch of sick fucks, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and Victoria's right, and I hope that before we all die, um, because because we should, because the Earth, Mother Nature needs to wipe us off this fucking planet and start yeah. over again. But hopefully, people to have empathy, humanity, and some kind of sense of yep. just reality. But yep. before that, I hope that I get one nut off before we all die. I just want to come <laughs> really hard one time, just like pow, and then right when I go, oh. The whole planet just goes down. That's going to be specially calculated. You know, you're going to have to save up for it. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know. I want to come to the point where literally the souls of dead warriors fly out of my pee hole. (laughs) (laughs) They don't reincarnate it. And you know what? That exactly what you said when you were like a better humanity. I was like, yeah, like they're going to have to take sex off the table if humans are going to act right. No, no, no. Now they you lost are, me, Victoria. They are going to have it. Now you lost me. Right. Okay, but it can still be on the bed, right? Like, it doesn't have to be on the table. It can't, okay, it can't, like, sex, the, the drive for sex is, like, the drive for self-destruction unless people are wise enough to, like, use it properly. So I feel what like you a use, lot of... What do you use pussy for evil? Not good? What do you mean? <laughs> no, like, wisely. you do, okay. So don't. Which one did Kardashian do? Huh? Which one did Kardashian do? Good or which evil? One did Car- okay. How about um? Okay. <laughs> okay. How much more sense would Khloe Kardashian make without oh, I thought Tr- Kim Tristan Thompson's dick doing what it doing what it do? Oh. And then how much better would oh. Tristan treat Khloe if his dick wasn't doing what it do to everybody else? I have no him? idea about this story. I'm my. References were dated back I, like years. I do have a <laughs> good question for Shang actually. So Shang, tell us about uh, the the bet that you made with your friend that got you on stage the first time. Ooh. Oh, um, so what the one about fucking his mom? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> ka-ching. No, no, that's a, that's what. No, that one was. A, I won that bet. <laughs> Listen, I was waiting um, for that story. Yeah, I was waiting for that story. No, I I was waiting for the fuck the mom story. Um, (laughs) Why am I surprised out of all of us in the feed? Dan is the one that is like, hey, man, you're not going to do this. Bend her over the pool table. (laughs) You're not going to Jody foster her. Oh, no. Put her on a pool table. (laughs) I mean, Uh I can say that because Me Too wasn't really. Then you could say, yeah, bend her over pool table. Why? Steve Perry sings a journey. Yeah. I remember oh. that movie. Yeah. That was... uh, you remember that movie? Uh, yeah, that was that was a bad movie. Um, I used to love watching movies like that as a kid for some reason. You used to love multiple pool table rape movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are the woman I want to marry. And like um, burn the bed, like burn the bed movies. Burn like the bed, burn the bed, stab him, shoot him. 
But no, the $50 bet was a guy was like, man, you think you're funny. I bet you $50 you won't go on stage right now at this comedy club. And I was like, fuck you, feed you rocks and take you swimming. I'm going up there. And I went up there and I did good. My first joke was I made a joke about um, that uh, albinos were were cremated bottle. Uh, they were cremated and made bottles of white out. That was my oh. first joke. Where that's where they did with all albino people. They would cremate them, and that's how we got bottles of white out. There you and, go. Um, <laughs> and then uh, my second joke was about Godzilla fucking the Statue of Liberty because that's the only vagina that could accommodate Zilla dick. And so because I just thought he's coming in town. Not a lot of chicks he could get with. He sees her and goes, yeah, so. I mean, and, and for some reason, the club owner was like, hey, dude, you need to come back to next week. And then my dumb ass came back to next week. I did good the first seven times. And then the eighth time, I pissed the crowd off because I made a joke about Marion Barry, who actually was the mayor in D.C. And the joke, I was in D.C. while I was doing it, not realizing they liked Marion Barry. And I um, made a joke like, how the fuck did you guys hire a crackhead because he was yeah. he's, he smoked crack and um they were oh, like, we, love him. we don't love you motherfucker and they booed me <laughs> and they booed me into the parking lot like i'm in the parking lot i'm like motherfuckers i'm off stage i'm getting in the car and they booed me as i drove off and what it wow. did was it made me mad it was like how about this fuck all of you i'm going to do comedy for real and then i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna sell this bitch out that's literally why I started comedy. And then, like, 11 years later, I did exactly that. Wow. I came back, <laughs> sold out four shows, at the, uh, and, 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 and it went well that time because I knew how to change <laughs> gears. And if I was saying something a little too edgy and, you know, I was talking about putting hamsters in microwave ovens when I first started. <laughs> yeah. no, to, to, to hear that sound that it makes. You know, and uh, I, you know, because a lot of my shows I opened up, I did at punk groups. I opened up for punk bands, and um, yeah, I opened up for a lot of punk bands and edgy metal bands. So you can't do cutie cute stuff like, man, women and men are different. So and they're like, shut up. Right. <laughs> how did that happen? Because like that's basically how. Okay, so Stefan talked to me and is doing comedy a while back because. When I recorded him, that's how I used to calm down artists, right? I used to like what? make them laugh, tell them something absurd. And that shit was super edgy, like mostly for the metal bands, stuff that like even today I'm like, wow, I said that. But <laughs> it would work because it would make such an awkward moment for them. They laugh about it and then they would they would play better because they were no longer worried about fucking up. And that was the whole idea. And so right. you actually opened for a bunch of punk and metal bands. Yeah. How does one go about doing such a thing? Because that sounds great to me. Um, oh, yeah. No, here's I, my I, resume. I was, into, <laughs> I was into a lot of um, metal and, and punk bands and funk punk ska bands like Fishbone. And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, huh. uh, you know, I like Seven Dust and, you know, stuff like that. I, that some edgy stuff, some guar. I opened up for guar. <laughs> Oh, fuck oh, yeah. Rob damn. Zombie. I opened it's up good that for... you opened up for Guar because then the stage isn't as slippery. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the portion where they're dissecting the fucking cat. And then yeah. uh, skinny, skinny skinny puppy and, you know, Ooh. you know a lot of shit. So I had to do really edgy shit, like really edgy shit because that was my style. 
And then I had to figure out how to transfer it to um, comedy clubs. Because mm. people were like, you got to go to comedy clubs. And then I started doing that. And I moved up from opener to, to feature fast because my act was so out there. They were like, we can't put him up in the beginning. We got to put him up towards the end. And, you know, and then I learned how to finesse it. And then I changed. And then I started listening to Public Enemy. And then something else happened with me. I'm like, yeah, how about <laughs> fuck everybody? Like my voice changed. Did you hear my voice change? And then, yeah, y'all going to give us rights. I'm going to kill everybody in this bitch. You know? <laughs> so, but, no, and, and then Rage Against the Machine, um, who was one of my favorite bands, uh, Head P.E., um, I literally wanted like I wanted my style to be like uh, Angelo from Fishbone, where it was like just full energy, full blast, full jokes, where you didn't get time to heckle me because I'm already on to the next joke. or I'm already on to saying something that you go. I wanted you to leave and go, fuck, did he just did he say that just now? <laughs> you know, I wanted to be like Bill Hicks. Oh, hell a yeah. lot of you comics might not know. No, but I'd Bill definitely. Hicks was, you know, uh, just an absolute monster. And I got to open for him and Ooh. meet him and, you know, stuff like that. So I've been doing it for a while. I've been lucky and I've been lucky to get, you know, p- get paid for telling people to suck the circumference of my ball sack. <laughs> you know, By the it, way, that's the name of my band. That's awesome. Because that reminds me of my, one of my favorite Bill Hicks, you know, ending of his jokes, which I think, you know, this is for the Bill Hicks fans out there. Oh, I think you're going to know when it's over. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, go I look that up, that everyone. Movie. Go look that yes. up. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he got kicked off. A le- his, they didn't air his letterman because he says, you know, Christians, do you really think that the first thing Jesus wants to see is a cross? You think that's the first shit when he comes back to Earth, he wants to see a cross? Why don't you walk up to the Kennedys with a bullet pendant <laughs> and say, hey, just thinking of John. Just thinking of John. <laughs> like he didn't give a fuck. When I say he gave zero fucks yeah. and from being around people like him, watching Sam Kennison, oh, watching yeah. them not give zero fucks. My whole first style was zero fucks until mm-hmm. I realized networks aren't going to hire me. And I can't yeah. feed my son underground critical acclaim because I got a lot of critical acclaim. But when my son was born, I was like, yo, I, I can't get into mainstream clubs. You know, I'm I'm doing CPGBs and you know just like grimy, like the bottom end. I mean, uh, you know, the bo- there was all these like underground clubs I was doing, and I was packing them out because we were like, who is, especially a, a brother doing that? They didn't see that coming. They're like, wait a minute, shouldn't you be at the hip hop club? Oh, Victor is like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because I'm like during hip hop month that we just got in November. Yeah. Hip-hop you want to you want to know a, you want to know a secret? <laughs> There's so many white people when they see like pe- like they see people that don't look like them at a metal show, they actually want to ask them a lot of questions. I've but we really happen. feel it's stupid to do that. And it's like, you know, it's like it's like awesome. Finally, people that don't look like us are listening to our music. It's a different oh, no, kind yeah. of feeling. Like you really want that now. You're I, like, please, I, something I, that we make is cool. Please, somebody do cool. <laughs> I, 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 met, I, I went to the House of Blues and I went to see uh, uh, some bands. There was a band called Solidium, which are practicing vampires. They actually drink blood and wear the got their teeth permanently fanged and their Damn. eyes dyed where their eyes are white. And they're like vampires. Look them up. Mm-hmm. They're called Solidium. 
And I went over afterwards, and big, tall dude, he's like fucking creepy looking. I went over and said, man, your shit is hot. Started talking to him. He talks with me for about 30 minutes. Like, yo, man, you like our shit, bro? Hey, man, let me tell you some other stuff. I said, I mean, all I like all that shit. Not the sucking blood shit. Y'all keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> but, you know, fuck all that. Why don't you just, you know. Yeah, but I like your music. I don't want to hang out with y'all and suck the blood out of virgin <laughs> pussies. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. But they really are. So there was a lot of, you know, that. And then now I do more, you know, you've seen, I do more mainstream stuff. But because um, I realize as you get older, you go, you know what? I can't be the rebel forever. I set a mic on fire on Jimi Hendrix's birthday in Philadelphia and wow. got banned from the club. I was that type of guy. Like, wow. I literally set the mic as a tribute to Jimi Hen Hendrix. <laughs> I set the mic on fire and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I, and I, I made sure it was the last show. And I made sure I killed first. So it was after I killed, then I did it. And then, you know, it, yeah, they it were like, like when, when they said, what the fuck are you doing? You should have said retirement plan. Cause now basically you've yeah. got a story to tell for the rest of your life. When oh, you yeah. set a fucking mic on fire on Jimmy Hendrix's birthday. And guess what? You banned me from your club and you can't take that away. Right. Oh no, no. All the comics are like, was talking about it for a while. And then when, and then uh, I met George Carlin. In Vegas, and oh, that was some wild beautiful. shit. What happened uh, with that? What happened with that? Oh no, he came down. He was in the five thousand seater upstairs, and I was in the um, two hundred seater. That was at midnight. He mm -hmm. came downstairs because he couldn't sleep. After he would do a show, sometimes he couldn't sleep. He would just pace around and shit. And he came down and he watched me. And I came off stage and I didn't think it was him because I was like, "Is that George Carlin?" You know how you look at somebody and go, "Is that George Carlin?" And it was him. <laughs> and he's like a crotchy old. He said, "Hey man, I like you." You got balls big enough to come in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the best shit anybody's ever said to me in my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I put that on my resume for five years. <laughs> and at the top of my resume, George Carlin says, balls big enough. Because I was doing really, really, really hardcore shit. Yeah. But people, at the, and I could only get an audience after midnight at Catch a Rising Star. <laughs> Because they wouldn't book me on the regular 8 o'clock or the 10 o'clock show. Oh, wow. And I was there with um, the Outlaws of Comedy. It was called the Outlaws of Comedy. And uh, I would do shows with them down there. You know, and I was one of them. But it was weird because I was the only brother that was doing that. But it wasn't like I was changing my style or trying to be like rock and roll. Because to me, rock and roll is music. It's not white music. It's music yeah. that happened to be based on black music. It yeah. happened to be based on black because the Rolling Stones pretty much was the blues. The blues, everybody knows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not to, I don't want everybody in the, you know, I don't want anybody in the feed to be like, shut up, you know. Let them be who they are. We don't, yeah. we don't, we ain't concerned. No, the people in the feed, you know what? It's cool. I mean, but, you know, I told you, <laughs> babies, nunchucks, let it happen. Okay. Baby nunchucks. <laughs> Like I endorse this message. Yes. Do you feel like the the really dark, uh, controversial, I don't give a F, um, material that you do, is that a reflection of you or is it more like your, you know, shadow side? Is it like, you know, because like I have a very dark sense of humor, but I have a very dark perception of the world. But it's not like I'm not going to like. It's not, I'm still, I love people. I love kids, like, you know, stuff like that. But I, you know, I believe what I say, but at the end of the day, like some people say really dark stuff 
And they're like, it's just my persona. Like, this is just, but this isn't who I really am. You know, I know that you're controversial, but like as dark as you get, like, do you feel like that's straight up? Oh, is that me? You mean? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, like, no, I'm not going to walk around and, you know, stabbing people in the head with a fork. (laughs) Unless. (laughs) But no, I mean, no, it's definitely a, a part of me. I'm, as I get older, I'm a more, more mellow. But like the younger me, absolutely, it was me. Like I absolutely, we used to go to to punk concerts to purposely beat up the the supremacists that would come to the concerts in the mosh pit. We would wait for them to come around the mosh pit and wait for them so we could fuck them up. I was a, kind of a psycho, a little bit of a psycho, because yeah. what they would do is they used to come and they would stomp women and they would come with razor blades in their tongue and slice people in the mosh pit and the mosh pit was supposed to be just to get aggression out not to hurt each other yeah and and so i was like well if you want to go there and me and a friend of mine slammed one of them through a table like wwe it was great and messed his back up for a long i saw him like years later he was all fucked up i'm like yeah but that was me before now i wouldn't want to do that but when i was young i was like yo i i liked i actually enjoyed it there was a a, a scene called um straight edge where there was people that didn't do drugs but we did extreme shit mm-hmm. and i was down with that i was down with the black rock coalition which is a group called living color um black mex lenny kravitz that played because you know they were blocked out of uh they thought black rock and rollers couldn't exist mm-hmm. and then they started building their own brand and i was down with them um vernon reed and all of that and then they would be like hey man you want to open i'm like oh fuck yeah and then I would get, um, you know, 50 bucks. I would open. But then I'd get that audience when I started doing stand-up and comedy clubs all came to the clubs. They mm-hmm. came from the little dives to the clubs. And it was freaking people out when somebody came with an, you know, 12-inch mohawk, you know, with <laughs> staples in their face. You know. <laughs> that wasn't exactly the comic strip audience. Yeah. Right. You know. So we're going to bring on our uh, second guest with us to do this next April! segment. We're going to bring on April, uh, who I also know from Crazy Woke Asians, uh, Flappers. Uh, here we go. April Weber. April. There she okay. is. April is muted now. We need to oh, unmute uh, the April. There you go. You're unmuted. Uh, so, uh, is, so you're going to interview April, April now, right? April, you are. No, no, not yet. We're first going to talk some shit, right? Yep. I'm going to put it up we're right We're going to talk some shit. Ooh, shit that's what we're gonna do talk a <laughs> bit of shit okay and this is a presentation about talking shit <laughs> <sighs> all right uh so stefan we pick senator ted cruz cdc yeah. making decisions based on politics not science i don't think they're making it based on politics actually <laughs> no <laughs> No, it's it's. I think it's um a deep seated hatred for change. Oh, really? I no, no, not at all. <laughs> I think it's. I think it is absolutely based on politics. I think it's based on idiocy. I, I you know what? I, I I see Cruz, and I always think, I just want him to be attacked by baboons and yes. face raped. yes because nobody likes you ted cruz nobody likes you even the other senators are like fucking ted cruz 
you know (laughs) (laughs) that oh with his uh albino count chocula face get the fuck out of here (laughs) he he looks like a snake oil salesman from a real live red dead redemption remake yes he does (laughs) that's what this guy looks like this will make you healed all over your body (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, like alex jones if you buy my uh owl bone recipe it's gonna totally save you from the gay frogs that are coming down to bring hell upon your landscape and the gay frogs i've always been afraid of gay frogs <laughs> seriously Damn. um april uh april do you know of the gay frogs i haven't heard of the gay frogs <laughs> yeah okay well a lot of people have heard of alex jones anyways he was claiming that there was the government was spending money to make the frogs gay which there's people that watch him what the what is wrong with this country sometimes? Um, <laughs> it's all I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, uh, what, Jabba the Hutt's uh, turd, I guess you could say? Oh, right. oh, yes. If Jabba the Hutt took a shit, it looked like just like that. What? Solo. <laughs> so on me bookie, don't you but not go I give what not go with it. Oh yeah, I look I noticed somewhere in why Iowa there's a nerd jacking his dick on. Did he just speak Japanese? <laughs> yep, I did. I did I did for three words. I said Han my boy in Javanese. Han me boy. Okay, but your mouth so. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a white guy with a beard. What can I do? I know this shit. I, well, if you start going into Klingonese, I'm gonna dive out of there. <laughs> he starts going clock clock. Yes, Klingonese. Oh shit. Oh. Klingonese, that sounds like a horrible, horrible no, SDI. It like something that, yeah, that's <laughs> Where the doctor just goes, ah, nothing we can do for you, man. You're going to have to screw that penis off and give it to somebody else. <laughs> hey, April, I wonder if you could talk some shit about this. Oh, no, not the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> oh, no. I went to an office today to visit one of my customers and she, I said, oh, you got vaccinated, right? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm vaccinated. And she's like, no, I'm not getting vaccinated. Like, oh my God, why are you getting vaccinated? Wow. You didn't have a reason. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I'm not doing it. Well, I think her reason was the boyfriend. <laughs> wow. I always yeah, got to like, like the it. people that said, you know, I've got, I've, you know, and, and this is not, you know, a dig it at religion as a whole. Right. Which I do in a different show. But this is, uh, you know, people that say, you know, God's going, you know, I've got God to protect me. And my answer to that is God sent it. Right. My yeah. answer is like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Know. Know God is really checking for you like that. Well, like, actually, I think they're depending on everyone else to get vaccinated so that they don't have to worry about it. I agree. I mean, if I could get away with it, I would have did it. Because the truth is, I didn't want to get vaccinated at first um, because I just felt like, um. I wanted to wait and see because I know that they do the crash test dummy thing with Pope. Mm. <laughs> right. so I just went, but like after I waited and saw and only a few people passed out, I was like, all right, I need to, I want to go to the movies. Let's go on and get this vaccine. 
I just want you guys to know, I felt like a kid again when I got the vaccine. It was like, I'm invincible. I can do anything. Wow. And then I hurt, and then I hurt my knee. And I was like, no, I'm still old. <laughs> no, you know that what, though? I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I apologize. No, I was just saying that damn vaccine. It didn't no, I, I, that, you know what? I will talk about religious people because there's people that were like, well, uh, I'm okay. I'm covered in the blood of Christ. And I'm, well, I'm, saying, I'm, covered in, I'm covered in the blood of Christ, and the blood of Christ is covering me, and I can't, I can't get it because it blocks it. I'm like, you're not covered with the blood; you're covered with mucus from the fucking virus, you idiot. Okay, you're, 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 you're not, you're not. They're just, let's. Why do we act like they're not fucking stupid? Well, but, but here's the thing is, is that even if even if, you know, you don't even have to, like, deny the existence of God. You just have to look at them and go, how do you know that you're on a you're certain the one. list? How right. do you know you're on a certain list? How, how do you know that? How Satan's do you know which list you on? Suck his Satan balls. Whether you're in heaven or on earth, like, why right. would God care where you at? Or you're not on God's list because Satan's down there going, can't wait to put my <laughs> cock in you. Like, I mean, and it's going to be a horny, it's going to be a horny cock with little fish hooks on the end of it. And he's going to fuck you forever while your mother watches. Oh, that that's, would be that's, you oh, that's know, really so, bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I just, I, they, they feel like they're anointed before that. And if you look at, if you look at, look at the people in the picture, look at the dude with the white beard, look at the guy in the middle. Come Careful, on. that could be me when I'm older. If <laughs> I lost a shit ton of weight, a shit ton of weight. You know what? I did not mean to correlate. No. <laughs> idiot. There's no way you're an idiot. You spoke Japanese. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, idiots can't speak that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm you sure. know what? I will agree with you publicly on that. Let's talk yes. about it after. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I think that, uh, I think that. April, I felt the same way for a second, but then I thought, I know viruses mutate. Like, mm -hmm. even day one, I thought, I know viruses mutate. I know this is going to be a political thing. And I know that there's going to be a ton of people that's going to dig their heels in and be like, if Biden likes it, I don't like it. So I'm not going to do it. And, and, and then, you know, when their lung is falling out of their asshole, and then they're still like, whatever. If God means it to, for me to die, I die. I'm like, well... Maybe so, you are on his list. Well, how, how about all these people? Uh, oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. I was gonna say, how about all these people getting rewarded for getting the vaccine? I, I know I got mad that I missed that round. Yeah, yeah what the hell? Uh, yeah, someone just got like two weeks of free vacation. People are getting cash. I was like, where is my prize for just doing the right thing? Thank so I, I think you need to. There's a. There's this beautiful. A show called American Dad that had a great episode that puts things in perspective for me. And I know it's weird that I'm bringing this up, but they had this episode where they found out where Stan found out that the parents of Francine were leaving all the money to her sister mm -hmm. and they got upset like she doesn't love them. And when he finally talked to the parents, they go, no, she has you and she has herself and she is strong and she can take care of herself. Her sister is dumb as a bolt, needs all our money. <laughs> and that kind of puts something in perspective so my sacrifice is i'm not getting the vacation for getting it early but i'm okay if people are getting the vacation to stop being goofy mm, and, wow. and not in a good goofy way like a no. bad goofy like that guy that touches people on the bus bad 
Oh, you mean not Jared Fogelbad? That that's even more goofy. We're not. That's even. Oh, goofy. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I touch people on the bus. What is that? No, but I'm talking about unconsensually. I'm a bus toucher. You're a bus toucher. <laughs> I mean, I touch people on the bus. I finger bang them while they're you know, looking. Who doesn't do that? I mean, they have a whole like, section of, of porn for that. I mean, who doesn't? I left it on I the mean, bus. Victoria, act like you never did it. I Whatever. Right where it need to be. Okay, you never. So I'm the only one on this podcast that finger bangs a stranger with, <laughs> with their permission. Let's be clear. Okay, consensual. It was consensual. Yeah. consensual. Excuse me, but I'm a white man from the suburbs. I've only done it on a ski lift. So ah! That Just might hurt somebody. On, like how COVID spreads so fast because people wouldn't wash their hands. I just have an unconscious belief that everybody's nasty, <laughs> like just dirty and marinating in their own juices. So I can't uh, be fingering nobody in the bus. I would agree with that because when I was in El Camino College, uh, you know, your boy went to the bathroom and washed his hands. Before I left, I saw these two dudes. I swear they was in stalls. I don't know what the hell they did, but they didn't wash their hands at all. Uh, oh, yeah. One was a classmate, and it was uh, the was it second day of school, and he wasn't there the first day. And he walks up, and he goes, hey, man, how you doing? And I go, elbows. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elbow. Just get away. No, no but I, I, took the, I, took the, I got the vaccine done um, early on because of my kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just thought, you know, and, and also I eat all kind of other weird shit. You know how many weird – I don't like. I don't, ladies. I don't want you to think I was talking about that. Ha, 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 it sounded like you were. The you know, <laughs> I made a few strange. No, I no. I mean, I just feel like I've taken Tylenol and taken medications. I go. I don't fucking know what's in that. Hmm. And, and especially when black folks go, they're trying to get us. They could have been got us. Uh, they could have been got us with like, like, hey man, eat this bacon. Bacon fucks you up too. Oh, yeah, but I love bacon. And I love bacon, and I wish somebody would try to stop me. That's when I'll be right there at the Capitol fighting. You're know, never going to take away my bacon. That'll be me. So, so speaking, right of guy who, speaking of a guy who regretted taking the red pill, um, guy who spent $30 million building Trump's walls looking for buyers. So this guy spent $30 million thinking that Trump was going to continue to be president and – <laughs> things would continue his way and now he's like oh shit i need money and he does not talk that way i just don't want to be stereotypical at this moment um he looks like uh he's looking up going god are you up there i need some cash <laughs> he really did this yeah, yeah he built this yeah. and it's like look at that it's um, like just put alligators in your moat bitch <laughs> I just, it's like he's got a moat I hope he dies penniless. I hope he gets teabagged by hobos. <laughs> I am so when, when Shang doesn't like someone, they always end up teabagged by someone. They, they have to be yeah, by hobos, though. Very important. Yes. It has to be under the bridge ball stink. That's a hobo go-go. That's exactly. No, I, I, you know what it is? I just can't stand these people that, like, there's a certain point where it's like, no, you don't deserve to be saved. That's it. Oh, shit. I went too agreed, far. Agreed. 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 Zero yeah. sympathy. Um, team teabag. 
We'll go to the next one since I showed it. Because this is hilarious. So, uh, you did, what, what did you say, Stefan? That uh, Mr. Uh, Abbott. Yeah, hey, I'm Abbott. <laughs> he threatens fines again against local officials and businesses that enforce mask mandates and vaccine requirements. Wow! Can he just can he what? just suck the gasoline nozzle right now, please? <laughs> Fuck! How do they? How do they? How do they reconcile when they go home and take off? You know what it is? All of these people are getting blackmailed to do this crazy stuff. Because no. this is crazy, endangering. I'm telling you, they got into the positions that they're in right now. They did not deserve to be in them. And they made some deals and they're getting called on it. Because I cannot think that somebody, even a bad person, would intentionally endanger women and children on this agenda. Like, I, this man is like, I... I just don't I, get it. You know it. what? No, 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 no. It's not. He's afraid of the orange cunt stick. Mm. He's afraid of the orange cunt. And it, that's what it is. It's like <laughs> the, the base that likes this shit, believe it or not, they don't like April. They don't mm. like Dan because, Dan, you use your mind. They definitely don't like Steph. They don't like you, bro. And they <laughs> definitely don't like Victoria. That's what I'm saying. That, that base is a, a base of just lower level fucking mentality, no intellect whatsoever. So they'll buy into whatever, as long as it's against the other, mm. you know? So, I mean, I, you know, I, and I love it when I find out like there, I, me and a friend of mine was talking about this, another comic, uh, and he's, he brought it up. So I'm gonna give him props. Alonzo Bowden. There was a tweet where the dude said, you know, uh, something about like, fuck vaccines or something you know Ooh. i got 99 problems and a vaccine one that's wow. what he kept saying on there mm. and he died from covid in june damn and my damn. thing was i can't help but be like you know what if you play in traffic and you get hit by a car <laughs> i'm like well i don't feel that bad and people, i don't right. like it's like you go swimming with a shark and you know you're on your period, ladies. <laughs> Don't be surprised that your ass get chewed up. Right. Why is the shark here? Is anybody talking about Herman Cain anymore? He was one of the first black people to come out and deny COVID and have a huge event. He died. His family denied caused <laughs> it. Nobody cares about Herman Cain anymore. It's like nobody cared then. And then <laughs> when I say Herman Cain, it's like, who, you know? And, yeah. and it's weird because in a Dr. Seuss book, only in like in a Dr. Seuss book, a villain would come along and say, hey, money needs to keep being made so the virus isn't real. And 40% of our fucking population went, that sounds okay to me. <laughs> I agree. Are you fuck like... Hey, money needs to keep being made. Don't shut down the economy to keep people alive. Money. Money, 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 money. Money, money, money. Me oh, and money. Money, money, money. Money. Well, no. I mean, it's partly money. It's partly ignorance. It's partly tribalism. And the people like to be in their tribes. Yeah. You like to feel like you're against somebody. I, I agree I with you. I don't feel like that anymore at my age. 
at my age, I feel like, you know what? I'm chilling with cool motherfuckers or not cool motherfuckers. I don't care if you're white, Asian, Latino, give a mm-hmm. fuck. Are you a cool motherfucker or mm. not? Yeah. And that's yes. where you if you fit into that category and we're hanging out and you're just super chill, that's I can rock with that. But I mean, a lot of these people I wouldn't get along with if there was no pan- well, pandemic. And yeah. I agree with you that they're, they're glomming on to a tribalism, but I think the tribalism was a lot put in place, maybe not just by this, but by what you called the orange. Um, what did you call it again? Orange cunt stick. The orange cunt <laughs> stick. <laughs> His motives for denying the existence of the vaccine is what it would cost him in Wall Street. Right. And so he just went money, 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 money. And the people that believe he cares about them when it's about us. That's why he's doing this. There's, we can't question him. That's why. Right. Even though he's vaccinated, and y'all can get the orange cunt stick at Amazon. <laughs> like, but like, yeah, he's back. Like, nobody wants to like speak on the elephant in the room. He, Trump is vaccinated. There you go. So what are y'all clinging on to? This- Got the vaccine. He told y'all to storm the Capitol and then went back in the car. Like, Wait, who's getting arrested for what we're talking about right now? I, I live in a I live in a gated community, so I don't know about that. <laughs> no. that must be you. My ride. That I'm must dead. be you peasants. Well, oh my god. On, on that beautiful oh. note, um Shing, if you want to come back with us a little bit later. I, I'm I'm I've got a lot of Porn to catch up with. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know people in feed like I knew it. I fucking knew he would. No, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna. I gotta finish up one thing. I gotta cancel my flight. And once I get done with that, I mean, I can come back. But I got, yeah, my gig was canceled tomorrow. My gig. Guess what? It was canceled by COVID. Mm. Uh, yeah, one of some of the staff up there at the uh, Alameda Comedy Club. A uh, one person at the staff who was vaccinated got positive and so they need to make sure everybody's safe before i come up there and do four shows with a lot of people in the audience so mm. i'm gonna do that but no please interview the lovely april yes. that's my song you know, I, 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 I like it I, april, <laughs> april, april has always been super nice and cool to me never you know you know treated me like oh you get out of here whatever um, and and I appreciate that. And now me and Dan are definitely going to beat some baby seals together. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I see you, dude, what we're going to do is I'm going to cut my hand. You're going to cut your hand. We're going to put it together. And after that, I'm going to go out. We're going to kill a fucking. Yes, there you go. We're going to oh, kill, yeah. gri- yes, kill a grizzly bear. I'm going to eat that motherfucker. That's what we're going to do. That's right. Yeah. None heart. of that. None of that. The revenant shit with us. We're going to go do that. Yes, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we already, I already told Steph what we're gonna do. We're fucking already. We're yeah, making we're the going. bear fur into a hair pie. It's yes, be we great. are. And then we, I don't know, a hair pie is a totally different. Thing. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I misused that word. I'm yeah, sorry. that was that's that's not. I don't one. know. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's it, Dan. You're canceled. That's it. yeah, it's, a, it's a fuzzy vagina. And, oh, thank and, you. Yeah, yeah, I learned a lot from you, Shang. There you go. <laughs> All topics. I, I try to teach. I teach. And, and, teach. and Victoria, you are now my guide through until the end of the universe happens. Because you already know it's coming. And I'm going to be like, wherever you're at, party, and that's where I want to be. Yep. And when the meteor hits and the dinosaurs come out the ground and they start eating <laughs> yeah. us. 
<laughs> taking the earth back and the animals take the earth back because they aren't trying to fuck each other over over some mm. bullshit and not telling each other not you wear a mask you don't count you're not you're not an american because you're you know your epidermis is a different color so <laughs> i'm hanging with you all right What's up? enjoy your interview with her let me cancel this southwest flight fuck this is bullshit. <laughs> you got yeah. this shang all right thank you so much shang awesome yes, awesome join laven <laughs> April, oh my god hilarious funny girl we just did a show together too nice. i'm so happy to see you you're always so beautiful always so bright and friendly thank you for coming yeah oh, thank you victoria thank you guys for having me oh yeah definitely really definitely thank you for joining us uh let's see here well the first thing is you have to ensure our audience that this is not a um House arrest collar on your neck. It it is it is actually <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like I like what is that thing? I don't know what that is. It's neat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what made you get into stand up comedy, April? You know, I was um so I'm uh. An alcoholic so i'm sober now and i was at a meeting and there's like 700 people at that meeting and they asked me Sorry. to do 10 minutes so i did my 10 minutes and afterwards they're like oh my god you should do stand-up like maybe like five or six people and i had just broken up with my boyfriend at that time and quit my job so i was like yes i am looking for something to do with my time <laughs> so i took a class and i loved it Nice. I mean, what can you not like about it? You get attention and approval. I feel like I get all the attention and approval I didn't get for my childhood. <laughs> Damn. Damn, it's so true, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so good. The damaged children of the world are the comedians. Yeah. Mm, I, I you ever feel... get the wrong approval? Like, what do you like, mean? like where they're like, you're good at math, and you're like, that's great. I actually do, and I love it. I love the Asian stereotype. It helps me out all the time. Like, oh, oh my yeah. God, she's got such great work ethic. Oh my God, she's so smart. Oh my God, I just know she's good at electronics. And you know, um, none of them are true. <laughs> I was always For speaking me. from personal experience. You're like, you're great at math. I'm like, I don't really want to do math. Yeah, I'm bad at math. <laughs> I, I had to study really hard to get an A in that class. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh, man. That, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Woo. I've been there morning, afternoon, and after school to get that A. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember staying after school or uh, stay, coming in extra early just to, yeah. Get, oh, man. Oh, I don't Shapes make don't make sense. Like the geometry. I, like, I don't understand this. <laughs> and then during quarantine, I do remember you were still doing stand up. Like some comedians decided to not do it. The first, like, I don't know why I remember, but I remember the first time I saw you perform. Because you did your set and then like you texted me. It was like, hey, thanks for coming on the chat. And I was like, oh, my God, she is so nice. And then Aww. I followed you on like Instagram and you were like liking my. And I was just like, this is like the sweetest person in the world. Who is she? Oh, I remember that. You had like a plant in your background and you were laughing and you're like the nicest one on Zoom when it was like, oh, how do we do Zoom shows? Like, this is so hard. Like, <laughs> yes. yes, like I, I was I was overwhelmed with like your level of um just being so genuine um, and so cool and then also just so funny like i love your style your persona is like boom it hits immediately when you get on the stage um, 
do you wish you ever like and and then like you've been really busy since things have opened back up mm -hmm. very busy is there anything you wish that you knew um starting out um that maybe you had some challenges with that you know if you knew then what you know now you wouldn't have gone that route you know, the only thing that I think I might have done different, and I, I actually probably wouldn't have because I learned so much from it, but I was such a perfectionist when I started. I felt like I had to get my set exactly word for word, um, and that made it, like, very, like, you know, very formal. I'm <laughs> not very funny. And so I remember uh, my first, my second show I did was for the Crazy Woke Asians. It was, like, a 3 p.m. show, which is very tough. And anyway, no one was drinking. It was just like, oh, my God. And I went on after Percy who's like a very loud and very funny guy. And I would just remember like, oh my God, no one's laughing at all. Like, this is so rough. And um, now what I do is I just have fun. Like when I go to a show, I just have fun and whatever like touches me in that moment, then I go with that material, whatever it is. Um, and I don't take it too seriously anymore. I mean, it is comedy. Like, <laughs> so you're just, just up on stage going off like, you know your material, obviously. You you know what you want to say. And you, you've you been doing it a while. But when you get on stage, you just let it go. And yeah, like uh, I was at a shindig show, um, and it's at this church, actually. We figured out that we could do um, shows during COVID at a, at a church because it's nonprofit. <laughs> and oh. so we were doing shows. And um, I remember I met this guy named Brian Matthews, and he's like, I'm from Fontana. I was like, oh, that's great, the 909. I'm from Lake Elsinore. So my whole bit was on Lake Elsinore. He came up, he called back the Lake Elsinore, and then Eliza Schlesinger was there. And Ooh. she called back both of them, and she's like, what the fuck are these people talking about, Fontana and Lake Elsinore? <laughs> and then she went off on, like, L.A., but it was kind of cool. I was like, oh, my God, how am I at this show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but you actually made me think about how I think it's funny that churches register as non-profit. I know, but they make so much cash. Like one oh, church, yeah, but <laughs> but but non-profit. There's two spellings of profit, and that made oh, me happy. Oh, the play on words. <laughs> well, it's accurate though. I mean, how many <laughs> like prophecies have we seen lately? Like church's history class. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Anyway, um, I oh, I brought it down. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Wow. I just heard. I heard wordplay, and I was like, "Ooh, no, that this is definitely... very beautiful wordplay." I must share with the class immediately. So, I have never heard that, and it's so true. Yeah, so that was actually good. Doing while doing comedy with all the uh, stop Asian hate stuff. Uh, have you experienced any uh, crazy, uh, crazy stuff doing any of the shows? Not at all. I don't okay. experience. I haven't experienced at all. The only time that I talked about it a little bit with, with um, actually Margaret Cho. We were talking oh, okay. about the lady that got beat up in San Francisco and then beat the guy up. And we were oh, like, yeah, have that ever happened to us? And we were jumped in a bathroom or something happened. Ooh, the crazy Asian bitch is gonna come out. <laughs> Bring it on. That's right. Yeah, but I actually haven't experienced any of that hate. The only time um, in my life that I actually had that happen was like in kindergarten and someone called me a Jap girl and a gook. And I was like, I don't know what this means, but it's hurting my feelings. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I actually. When I was yeah, you got it too? A little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, now, like when I see the, the different groups like this, uh, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, People of Color. I just wish that instead of separating into separate groups that we could have just come together like as a whole and even the white privilege thing, right? Like I feel like that's also racist against white males. You know, it's like all these different groups are segregated instead of like together, like 
we could all come together and it just keeps us further and further apart. So mm. I kind of wish I, that would have happened. I think eventually based on, you know, we're going to need to work together because mm -hmm. natural disasters are happening more and more. Like we're not going to be able to rely on what we're used to yeah. you know, as often. And so all of these, you know, things that divide us are going to have to go on the back burner at some point to work together. You know, at the end of the day, you know, when I saw what was happening to Asian people, I was appalled yeah. and I felt devastated that, it was happening by random citizens walking down the street, just shockingly. And I can only imagine the fear that, you know, anyone that is physically, you know, presenting and looks Asian could feel just walking down the street, not knowing if someone's going to jump off and attack them. So, well, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, but I think, uh, I think just because it hasn't been so public like it has with other cultures it's more right. shocking right because we haven't seen it before but like when you see it with other cultures it's like well we've seen this over and over and, and we get desensitized yeah. but i think equally important is everyone that's been attacked right it's not just asian people it's all different colors have experienced it's, this in some form i do feel like the the core of hate and the core of abuse has to be addressed i yeah. do feel like when it comes to black people and black lives matter um, it should have been an immediate statement being made because the principle of hate and violence is happening. Even I, with children I, yeah. at the border, like Black Lives Matter should be, you know, very active and talking about children being separated from their parents. Like it's all the same energy. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? And like we have to have principles across the board. LGBTQ community, mm -hmm. like it's justice or it's not justice. And so do I believe that the people that um, choose to overlook what's happening are gonna be allies to people that are hoping to make a change? No, but I think that it's okay. Like all we have to do is bring it to the forefront. Look, this is happening. We need for it to stop because mm -hmm, yeah. it's dangerous and it's harmful. And mm -hmm. also it goes against your own humanity if you're the person that's doing it. Yeah, all hate is wrong. I right. So, and it doesn't need to be, like you said, allocated. Mm -hmm. But we also all have to support one another. But yes. there has to be a line because I will say um, there are quite a few people that will look right at it and still go, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, and there's I'm a lot like, of people like that. I think it's like what Shane was talking about. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to argue and try to bring them on board. I'm no. just going to say those are the people that ex are why laws exist. Unfortunately, that's most of the population. Right. So it's like, and that's why it's like, okay, I don't want to change you. I just want to get a law in place so that we're all safe and protected and we're not participating in, you know, violence yeah. or even participating in what's happening at the border like we're all passively participating in that mm -hmm. and so yeah but i totally get it april like i i feel like at the core it really does need to be about integrity oh and yeah and love yeah. and because yeah like why isn't lgbtq right there with black lives matter right there with asian lives matter right there with like it's all the same thing yeah and we're a big melting pot like why can't we do that like I don't know. I had a friend the other day. She loves Indian culture. So she's wearing, um, you know, like a bindi or whatever. Mm. And her friend got really upset with her because she's like, that is like 
insulting to my culture, um, but she was wearing it because she liked it. Like, yeah. So that that kind of stuff too is kind of frustrating or confusing. It's just like, you know, it's integrating your culture, you know, into the big melting pot. So why get upset about it? Which would create I, less, is less issues. Basically. And then yeah. it does depend on your perception. I, I had discussion with friends about um, appropriation. Oh, Dan, where... Dan, doesn't everything. <laughs> Well, it, it does. It does. Cause like, like there's, there's certain, um, growing up as a nineties kid when like finally the, the mainstream was bringing in certain kind of culture, uh, hip hop culture that mm -hmm. people my age would actually resonate with. There were certain terms we would take up. Now, some people saw that as appropriation and, and it was tough for me from my perspective to see it as that what I saw it as I'm, I like this term that that you made up. Can I please use it? <laughs> like, like, you know, like when you'd call your friends homies, which we did in in Walnut yeah. all the time. Sometimes I've said that, and some people have been upset with that. And and I'm like, I don't get it from my perspective, but I, no, I, try I don't to get that either. I try I try to listen to the other perspective. I'm not sure what it is, but it's just. I grew up watching in living color a lot, so yeah. like <laughs> I watched hey. that over and over again, like religiously. And so homie, the clown came on. So we all called each other homie. And that was something my friends and I would watch over and over again. So it, it, it's, it's odd. Cause I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I definitely I, think it's a perspective. I, I just want to say Dan, that I'm a nineties kid too. You grew up in the 90s. It's tricky because, you well, know, nineties teen is what I am. So I'm, a, I might be older. So. I feel like oh, the no, world too. we live in today is a lot larger. It's a lot more global you're aware of everyone, but you don't know them personally. Mm. And so if you, you know, like I was born in 85, um, there was a telephone. And so I knew the people in my neighborhood and everything like that. And, uh, but so if people were doing things, I knew who they were, I knew what their intention was. And so I understood, like, even if it seemed offensive, I would understand this person is not being offensive, but it's more difficult when the world is wider and it, it, the people that get offended, number one, it comes from not knowing the person's heart and their intention. Mm -hmm. And number two, it comes from, please don't uh, appreciate my culture and enjoy my culture, but per not be active in helping me with my pain. I I actually feel like the world is actually a little bit less aware. I feel like the younger generations are, you know, so online all the time that they're not like us when we were little going outside and exploring the world and seeing new things. They're literally just living online. So whatever they see online is what they take as truth or real. Um, right. Like we're, we're, we're right. Like, well, when I say aware, I mean, like you can see a lot more than what's going on than yeah, yeah, yeah. people that you know personally. Right, right, right. So it's mm -hmm. like, if I'm, if I'm like, oh, my God, I love Mexican food. I'm this, I'm that, you know, and I love wearing, you know, all of the, the garb or whatever. And I do it for fun. But I know America is like doing this stuff at the border to Mexican people. And I have nothing to say about it. I'm in no way helping them at all. And all I'm doing is just taking after their culture. It feels more like you you're taking the good, but you're not really you seem like you're appreciating the culture, but you're not appreciating what's happening to the culture. I don't know though. Like, um, for example, like my boyfriend is Australian, right? So he has a green card. And so I don't know, some of the stuff at the border is not really fair. Like they don't have to go, some of those people don't have to go through the same rules or regulations that people 
other people do, other cultures do that come to America. So I think it's like a kind of a gray area, right? Like it is. Mm. My biggest thing is like the children that were separated from their parents, yeah. like the ones that were lost and still haven't been found, the ones that died and now they're they are saying that the kids have been sexually abused and mm. they're coaching the kids that if you notice something happening, it's because your hormones at these age are growing. So if you see something happening, make sure you tell the person to separate themselves from the kid. So mm. um, I feel like it's very inhumane. And, yeah. um, and I think that honestly, if they weren't Mexican children, I don't know that they would be treated like that. And I don't know that they them being lost or dying from stuff like the flu. Yeah, that's crazy. Fly like that. So I don't know if I believe that. I think that that can affect any culture. And I mean, if we look more on a global scale, then that happens everywhere in the world. So it it could. I mean, it could be other than like if you want to like celebrate our culture, why don't you step in here and use Mm. your voice? Mm -hmm. Since you do have privilege as a citizen, use Mm -hmm. your voice to speak on or do something about what's happening to my people. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. That to Ruth, it doesn't differentiate the sick mind. That's right. Yeah, sick is sick. <laughs> I mean, but, I, but yeah, I think I think that like more outraged if it, if they weren't Mexican children as well. I well, I think if they weren't foreign children in general, I mean, like even I don't agree with outraged. that. I think I'm, I'm not sure, but, but kids get hurt no matter what, you know. Well, no, like, people are outraged with kids, are, but, they but there's in the payment there's this this nobody's saying anything. Well, like, but there's this 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 because there's a psychological phenomenon called the monkey sphere where a person can only only care so much about people within a certain capacity, and that sphere has different levels. Mm-hmm. And the one of the biggest problems is if they're from a foreign place. You don't, unfortunately, even if you care about people and you have empathy, you have to really actively do it. You have to really actively do it because what is natural is for you to think of people that are so far away from you as they don't matter as much as the lives closer. No, to I don't agree with that. I'm from Korea and I'm adopted and I, I just don't agree with that. I think it dep- really depends. Well, it is a theory. I mean, it's a psychological a theory. Yeah. And on a lighter note. <laughs> I know we're getting good heavy. <laughs> well, I like so, these conversations because we get know. to like share how we feel, you know. And oh, you yeah. know what's good about them too is we can disagree and it's okay, which a oh. lot of people can't do that anymore. No, like, that's true. That's so it's really true. nice to be able to have different opinions and still be like, I don't have to go like, fuck you guys, I'm off of here or anything <laughs> like that, right? Like, well, I, I try that. to remember so it's just I, about like everybody sharing their perspective, like. People need to understand how people are feeling when they're getting accused of cultural appropriation. Yeah. Like everybody needs to get their point of view out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's nice that, that we can do that on this platform when like you see like whole families break apart. Like we're Republican. We're a Democrat. Oh, I hate you. We're never talking again. Even though oh, we've yeah. known each other like 50 years. <laughs> right. And like, yeah. and people are yeah. different and everybody like has a <laughs> way of. Well, I mean, that's also <laughs> a different, it's a different psychology. The families are going through that is because they're the, the more conservative families believe in the honor of thy mother and father, which extends to your uncles and your, and your grandparents and stuff. So if you don't just agree with them right away, they get upset. And the more they're yeah, into that. that they're just, On a lighter yeah, note. Tough. Lighter, uh, lighter note, note. Lighter note. Uh, who who were some of your favorite comedians? And uh, of those, uh, you know, 
what what joke have you heard that really like touched you from one of your favorite comedians? Touched me or made me laugh? <laughs> made you laugh, touched your heart, touched your. You know, I have to say, um, <laughs> I like Shang, who was just on, has a a bit about his family, mm. and it's like a real thing that happened to him. And my dad passed away last year, so when I heard him talk about you know the passing of his dad. Um, where he says, like, oh, I went to the boardwalk with my brothers and uncle, and we let the ashes go, and then they mm. just blew back onto me, and he <laughs> said, well, I can't get rid of that motherfucker, or whatever he says at the end. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, because that was a really tough period for me. That's actually why I got back into comedy during COVID, is because I got so dark when my dad passed. It's like, I don't know what to do with all these feelings, and I'm trapped inside. I have to let them out somewhere. <laughs> Oh, no, I feel you. I feel yeah, so you. That, that was, like, really cool. I, I really appreciated hearing that from him. And um, I, I like um, Ali Wong's joke where um, she's, like, she thought she trapped her husband, and then she ended up paying for all of his loans. So she, he really trapped her. And then the, the other comedians that I really like, I like um, Bill Burr. I was actually really fortunate Ooh. to get to see him twice at the Venice Compound. I like him because he says whatever he thinks and he's not letting like, you know, the public eye, you know, stop him from saying that. And the same with Chappelle. Oh, like, yeah. I think uh, that's pretty. And I know that you just got to see him, Stephen. I'm trying to figure out how I can get to uh, Louisiana in September for that show. <laughs> Wear a mask, April. We love you. We want you to be safe. But I want you to see Chappelle. Thanks, Victoria. Hotspot. Oh, yeah. He's got a documentary coming out, actually, uh, oh, based really? on uh, all of last year's shows that they had in Ohio. <laughs> out in the cornfield. That's um, so cool. Oh yeah. And then uh, I was just a few, few days ago, he replied or said a statement on Instagram. I don't know if he, if it was intentional or maybe it slipped. I'm not hundred percent, but he just finished filming his new uh, Netflix special. Chappelle did. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. Cause I love that. He can just say whatever he wants. And now he's like, if you want me, you're going to let me do my thing. Yeah. I don't I don't like how that's happened to some of the comedians like where they you know can't say exactly what they want to say now because we're all too sensitive and the climate this or the climate that and oh I gotta publicly apologize for something that I said like 20 years ago like that's not cool yeah, you know? they, yeah it's it, yeah you know I say you know someone's already apologized several times and they they fucked up granted there are some people that obviously you know uh, that uh, can apologize all they want. Like Harvey Weinstein, he can apologize and right. still he can go die and you know choke on a bag of dicks. Um, but you know, if it's something where you said a joke that maybe offended a lot of people, but you apologized not necessarily because you felt like it, but you know, you just wanted to get you know apologize, be cool. Uh, and then people still harp on it, then yeah, I think that's that's the that's the general public's fucking problem. Just turn it off, swallow your pride, or just like stop tuning in. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, if the apology and, is sincere, it's, it's best to give that person the benefit of the doubt. But honestly, I feel like if the person, because a lot of stuff happens unconsciously, like they really don't know. And so it's, you know, look, I'm sorry. I didn't realize what I was doing. It was back then. I'm genuinely sorry. Like you have to let it go. But if they really meant it and if they still believe that, I think it's important for the person to stand by what they said. Yes, they might lose out on a lot of opportunities because it's a capitalist economy. And it's mm -hmm. driven by groups. So if you offend a group, you, you're going to lose that group's money. But at the end of the day, you will carve out your niche based on who you authentically are. Mm -hmm. I, I actually think that asking questions out of ignorance and saying things that are stupid that may, you know, 
make some other people stupid has actually taught me or made made me look stupid has actually taught me a lot. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to put the thought out whether you think it's stupid or not. I think there's a lot of people that sometimes harp on, you know, and there's different opinions about the guy, but Joe Rogan where, oh, he said this stupid thing. And it's like, yeah, but because he said that stupid thing, the smart person said this thing back, which you learned something from. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. you know, if I'm going to be a dumbass, I'm going to be a helpful dumbass and say the stupid thing. So we all learn shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I mean, come from where you really are, and yeah, like be open. That's the other thing. Like, don't be so defensive. Just be open. Like, okay, I was not aware. Mm -hmm. Thank you for letting me know. My sincerest apologies. I was not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. And then, if people still want to hold that on to you, then that's about them now. Hmm. Well, because we have they're not gone... giving you a chance. To, oh yeah. So sorry know. to be that guy, but we've gone a little bit late. Do we still have Shane in the backstage? No, we do not. He had to go. Okay, he had to take off. Okay, April, do we still have you for? I know we're going a little late. Can you stay on for another segment? Yeah, of course. All right. Let's keep the party going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're making sure we do the segment. Uh, give me just a second here. I'm gonna do the thing. Do the thing. This one's just a single thing. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just putting a background. Dun, dun, up. That's dun. Yeah. We're putting a background up of all the people that look like they've gone to Buddy Holly's concerts. The first one this... doesn't look like he's trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are they seeing? The Beatles. I want to know the, the, the origin of this pic. Is this the Beatles, really? No, I don't know. I, it's just some random. Like, <laughs> what no segregated idea. group? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ayn Rand is back here. Okay, it's I see. Okay. Is she? <laughs> right there. Holy shit. Oh, I, I like Ayn Rand, the Fountainhead, and what was the other one that she did? Oh, those are interesting books. I like Bioshock, which talks about the outcome. You're talking about the <laughs> video game? Yeah, yeah, that was based okay. off of Ayn Rand's, Ayn Rand's books. Oh, okay. It was based yeah. off the possible outcome of Ayn Rand's books. Yeah, wow. Um, great video game. Is it on Steam? Oh, oh, yeah, you can yeah, get Bioshock. Yeah, all the Bioshocks. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. So First I have to it, eventually yeah. play it because here's what happened is when I had a PlayStation 2, they had the uh, they had that you could get it, right? Yeah. But here's the weird thing about the disc half of the discs didn't work. So you would buy it as a crapshoot. No. Yeah, nobody yeah. would refund you. It was no one would refund you. It was so messed up. So, like, now I, I have them, a PS4. I should go get that. You can get it digitally, dude. They're small uh, files. Those aren't huge. Anyway. Things. I would like that with Final Fantasy Tactics. I thought I, I scratched my disc and I got a new one on eBay. And I was like, please work, please work. You're talking about the PS1, PS1 version? The, the, yeah, Tactics? the original. Oh. And then I got the handheld one after that. And then I replayed it to get all the cloud characters. Oh. Did, did I mention on the last show that we went on vacation to Montana and places like I love that? Montana. So, so I came back and now I'm playing Red Dead for the fifth or fourth time. I don't remember which time it is now. Oh. But I'm playing Red Dead 2. Because I just wanted to go and do that again because I was like, yeah, it was fun riding a virtual horse through that because I suck at riding a real horse. So hecklers. Like, have you played the Great uh, the Great Dark? <laughs> the, the Last Dark? I have not yet. And that, I guess we're going to have to do that on another show. So, oh, by yeah. the way, Stefan, 
Put that yes. in the books. April likes to talk gaming. We've tried. Oh to no, yeah, we'll have a to few times. Yeah. We'll have to come have her back for another. Let's, let's talk about the, the forest. I like. We're going to talk about hecklers. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, not that. Yeah, we we, we may so talk weird. about the forest. I have questions about the forest. So like, weird. is that where I can find? Pat fucking frightening. It's anyway. the most scary video game I've ever seen. No, that's a great. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh yeah, you crash land in the forest. Yeah, so when we talk it. about hecklers, I've only been heckled once. It was funny because it was through text because it was during the pandemic. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I I was at the Hollywood Comedy. It's I'm okay naming names here because they were doing the Instagram thing where it was you and the host, and you couldn't see any audience. They would just comment. Yeah. And so <laughs> this person's heckling. And so I actually start responding to them and they respond back with, wait, are we not allowed to heckle? And I'm like, no, you're allowed to heckle. I'm also allowed to talk shit back at you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how this is going to work. Like, like, I mean, because here's the thing. I don't run the show. It's up to the showrunner. What do y'all think of hecklers? Have you dealt with them? Have you? Uh, I will say I did see. Uh, I, well, actually, you know what? I'll leave that to to April to explain. I was at one of her shows and saw something interesting. What, what uh, did you see? I want to hear the, it. The chateau when you were talking about uh, living closer to the lake or something. Oh yeah. What somebody, I don't, somebody I don't yelled, remember. You don't know. Okay, somebody yelled some shit out. Did they? And heck, yeah, and Heckle Junior. Like, yes, yeah, so, so they know. Like, you, you just rolled with it. Oh yeah, I just roll with it. I don't even notice it when they do it. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, no, no, it's perfect because yeah, some people are you know purposely uh, or come with a purpose to fuck shit up, right? They come to just you know cause some kind of disunity or uh, you know fuck with people or 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 not at all, and then they have five drinks and they're like, hey, let's fuck shit up. Uh, or not, not at all, and he fucked up his chance at ha getting laid that night, and she's going to let him know during the show by taking out on the comedian, ah. which I've also heard of happening ah. quite frequently. <laughs> she's going to ruin the date, but she doesn't realize I'm going to ruin the date by ruining a comedian's, like, you know, this is their 10-minute set. They got... My fucking cousins are here. They paid 20 bucks. Please just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't know, man. Like I have my brain has, is divided. I have one that's kind of like, OK, I yield. Let me let me continue my shit and I'll be on my way. Right. And then I have the other side, which is the dark side where I, I would probably I'd probably get beat up because <laughs> I would say some fucked up shit. I would say some fucked up shit and probably get beat up or, or with my luck. They know MMA. And I'm gonna get put on the ground. They're gonna fuck me up. <laughs> I think I think that's why I really fear hecklers is because if if the heckler was someone I know, unfortunately, the first thing I'm gonna go to is the worst thing I know about you, and that's oh. not gonna be what you're gonna want me to say. And I don't. I'm not proud of this. I am not like, proud of this. By the way, there's <laughs> no pride. It. No, it's there's like no you, pride you because <laughs> because I, it's never come out good. It's always come out as the audience goes. Oh, oh shit. fuck dude and so <laughs> so there's a reason why when people are like oh you want to do this roast nope i will do your i will do your funeral before i do your roast oh i'm not dark. i am not gonna do yeah i am <laughs> not going to do your roast because like if i know you the worst thing that comes out of my mouth is the worst thing that's going to come out of someone's mouth and i don't like that about myself so that's why i try to stick to the absurd shit Really, thank you. Know. Yeah. Well, you know, Chappelle <laughs> dealt with uh, some hecklers in Vegas at the uh, MGM Garden Arena, and that was really interesting. You know, really? so yeah, no matter how big you get, no matter how much money you make, uh, no matter how famous you are, people still want to, you know, fuck with you. 
and uh, he had quite a quite a bit of hecklers on July second. He had he- hecklers, like, like, oh yeah, okay. So in what form? So there's so <laughs> many. What's weird is that as I've gotten into comedy, all like all of you have seen, there's different forms of hecklers. Mm-hmm. So there's a heckler that's actually trying to insult you, but I've also seen people that just blurt out anything considered a heckler. Mm. Yeah, anybody that's talking while you're while you have the stage and the microphone is a heckler because um they don't know they are and they're not trying to be wrong they just don't know any better um but yeah like some people they just want to have a conversation really quickly with their friend and they their voice is heavy you know some people want attention so they're commenting on your joke out loud to get attention and some don't know any better and others like i had a heckle situation where a comedian heckled me at my show and they Mm -hmm. were in my show and I didn't realize it. And um, yeah, like I think that I've been heckled on Zoom and I've been heckled live. And I will say that if you use it to your advantage, it'll make your show better. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, like they think that comedians are saying stuff off the top of their head. Like they don't think you're writing jokes, but you're coming with written jokes. But if you can come up with something impromptu that's funny, that snaps the person in check and is relevant to something that's real about them sitting there. And I try, I try not to be mean. I try just to be just a little bit spicy to just get them to be quiet, but yes. not to hurt their feelings. Cause then they'll start trying to go back and forth with me. And then I just have to tell them to shut up. <laughs> Cause sometimes you just have to do that. But generally people are grateful to you for addressing the heckler. Cause they can't hear. Yeah. And they're also, like you get props if you're able to in that moment make a joke about that person. Right, they're right. Like, oh, if you good. if you address them at all, if you give any attention, if you look their direction when they're talking, you better address it so that the rest of the show goes, "What was that?" And but but then there's Carlin who would just keep going. He wouldn't even yeah. look at you. I'm yeah. not. And, and he's one of the like, greatest. The... He wouldn't address you at all. He would like, just keep I'm, going. I'm the queen of like. Wait a minute. Who said that? What did you just um, say? By like, the I'm, way, I'm, one of the guys I've talked about a lot is Steve Hofstetter. If you look up his clips, Steve Hofstetter is known for dealing with hecklers. So mm-hmm. any comedian out there that is worried, because I'm really worried about it. I'm worried that my first deal with a live heckler is the microphone stand through their fucking throat. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen. I don't want you to die. <laughs> Anyone listening? So... <laughs> So um, I try to watch some Steve Hofstetter because he is his whole he's he's a great comedian in the first place. He has great acts. But what he's mostly known for online is for his dealing with hecklers and his fact that he will make them his act for the night. Mm. And he's really good at it. So any comedian out there wondering that's a great person to study is Steve Hofstetter. Yeah. Yeah, well, Bill Burr is excellent with hecklers too. I totally agree. Very in the moment, oh, and like, and it makes the man. audience feel like they're part of the show, and it still gets the control back. Have like, you I seen you his epic thing? He did in 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 Philadelphia. Yeah, rant against the mm-hmm. audience, right? Yeah, that was good. That oh was a great God. God. <laughs> Everybody a lesson. Yeah, like you have to be. You can't be afraid of it. But I think, and he went well because he made them laugh at themselves. I feel like at the core, like. 
you got to think about it in the terms of like this person is really not trying to hurt my feelings or be evil. They really just want attention or they don't know better. So it's better for me to correct them, but not try to destroy them, but let them know like. All I yeah. have to say is I really like crowd play. So if there are any hecklers out there, bring it on. <laughs> oh, ready? No, you're ready for April. Like, I totally believe it. Like, I would totally <laughs> love to see you, like, play with a heckler. That would be fun. I mean, April, bring you. I think, April, you'd love the UK, which is very normalized to have a have a, a about a 20 minutes to half hours in your set Just of what's called taking the piss. I love it. Bring it, bring it. <laughs> Which is where they heckle you and you heckle them back. And of course, Jimmy Carr is known very well Jimmy in the Carr. UK. Oh. He's he's the he's the hardest working comedian in the UK. Which he opened up saying, "Well, that's a great title. How hard am I working?" But um, <laughs> he does work his ass off, so I can't believe him. Oh on yeah, that. Jimmy Carr is fucking. But dude. he he does uh, maybe two to two and a half hours per show. Jesus wow. Christ! And. Now his style, he does redo a lot of jokes, and people are there to see it. Okay. They're there to see him redo the same joke a different way, because they have a different type yeah. of audience. But there is a good thirty to forty minutes of taking the piss. I'm going to interact <laughs> with the audience. They're going to heckle me, and I have to respond. <laughs> see, but I would like that because I know that it's expected, right? They're not going to beat me up after. It's I talk that's some the shit. beauty of it. It's expected, awesome. so no one just runs into it thinking that's not going to happen to me. And that's a good thing. I think in America, I think we need to have a few more heckler. Uh, heckler moments for a few of us, especially us that in quarantine started taking up comedy. You need a few heckler moments to learn whether you're going to ignore them or engage. To feel like you're part out. of the group. Like, yeah. This is special. This is special. And I need to have one that's not in text. I need to hear someone's voice. That made me upset. I was like, I couldn't climax at all. It pissed me off. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like Shang again. <laughs> no, but one of the I gotta tell you, there's a chemistry there, so I'm gonna have to hang out with that guy. A, yeah, a he's more. really cool. He's actually a really, really nice, really helpful person. Oh yeah, Shang's yeah. awesome. Shang's awesome. Mm -hmm. Always willing to help. Oh yeah. Um, the one thing that I will say is when I was at Comedy Chateau, it was for the Crazy uh, Woke Asian show. I don't know if you. I don't think you were on that one, April. I don't think so. Which one maybe, is it? Maybe, I did a couple there with them. Maybe you were, but they, uh, uh, Felix went on, uh, and as he often does, and the photographer started heckling him. He started giving him crazier tags onto his show. Are you doing the guitar stuff? Yeah, and he's all this, oh, is, on the, this like. is on the Billboard Top 100, uh, up in the first spot or something. And he goes, uh, I bet. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he can rub people the wrong way. He's got a strong personality, that Felix. He is oh, definitely yeah. himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, his uh, set's pretty funny though. I was like, "Oh my god, this is pretty funny." Oh yeah, he's an well, interesting fellow. Yeah, he really is. April, um, we've we've gone way later than we told you we would go, and you've been amazing staying this late. But we do want to give you time that we didn't give Shang. Uh, everybody, go look up Shang because we he he had to leave. Look up what he's doing next, April. What are you doing next? What's going on? So let's see, this Saturday I have a show at the Chateau, the Mac and Bo show. Nice. I'm doing a show the following weekend um, at the Chateau again with uh, Jessica Winther. Um, the circus, what's it called? The comedy circus. And she has that top hat. I'm so excited. And it's on Friday the 13th. 
Ooh, <laughs> Spooky. <nice>. Yes. <laughs> and then the 27th, I'm doing the Roosevelt um, Hotel with the, with the Shindig show. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've taken a little bit of a step back because I do work a full-time job during the day. So I decided I'm just going to do like one or two shows a week. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want to burn I did, yourself I did, out. Still I did, really busy, though. I love it. I, I did three shows last week and produced one. And then um, I've got two shows I want to produce for the American Cancer Society as a fundraiser. Um, and then another friend asked me to help him with a show that we're doing for his friend that had a uh, kidney removed. Oof. So oh, I like yeah. to do the fundraisers too for the comedy. It's really fun and rewarding. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do some cancer uh, benefit shows. That'd be great. I, lo I lost my mom to lung cancer. So. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I I'm with yeah, you. We we'd love to, love to have you. The There's another couple of girls that do the shows too. Jeremy and um, Lisa Gottman and they both had cancer. So, and mm -hmm. they're survivors. So wow. That's yeah, awesome. there's That's a awesome. community That's out it. there. So. Oh yeah. But we we'll no. definitely have to have you back on here and Shang back on here uh, with us again soon. Yeah. Love at it. Some point so we can uh, talk. And some anybody video else uh, got going? Anything going on Any before show? we leave? Victoria. Um, yeah, next week um, I have a show um, coming up at the the Chateau on the twelfth, and then I have another show coming up on the thirteenth. It's in San Clemente at Knuckleheads, Futurist Ooh, Female. Woo. And then later on in the month, I'm doing uh, another LGBTQ show. I'm so excited. I'm the one random cis woman. Um, and then uh, at the end of the month, I, I'm going to do a show at the Hollywood Comedy. So nice. check my Instagram, but um, it'll be fun. That's awesome. Awesome. I have, uh, let's see here, August 8th. Uh, it's a virtual uh, comedy show for the Burbank Comedy Festival for Flappers. And then I have, what is it, August 17th and 18th, which will be the live shows. As of right now, they're live. Okay. However, that could change. Everybody knows what's going on. There's a lot of Delta variant and some uh, shafuckery going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if a lot of this stuff or how soon this stuff stays live or goes back to virtual. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. But other than that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning oh, in. Oh, and uh, oh, well, well, one other thing. Um, yes. I just want to share something. Uh, our first, oops, our first uh, guest ever did something for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. bring that one up. And uh, Mr. Tony Cole redid the artwork for the album that I've put out. Ah, cool. So this was put out in 2020. And, um, you know, I decided uh, one of my good friends in the band I used to be in, Keen of the Crow, said, look, your artwork looks like you did it. I'm like, you fucking are right. So I paid Tony Cole. Tony Cole came up with this uh, redesign of the artwork. And if you go right now to uh, Hecla, uh, the YouTube channel, you can watch or listen to the whole album for free. You can also download the whole album for free. If you want to donate, buy a shirt. So you get something in return other than this, the album you would steal. Because <laughs> you would. You would steal it. It's fine. I know this. Okay, and then also um, possibly this Sunday... I might be performing at the Comedy Chateau, so if you want to see me live, go ahead and uh, look up Comedy Chateau, That's on and Sunday? I'll be promoting it as well. It's possibly on Sunday. They have 
I'm bad at communication. Let's just say that my day job, everybody, as the reopening, as I've talked about on the show over and over again, I work in software, so it's been really hard to be a comedian at the same time. But I'm trying, and a musician, and a father. I don't sleep. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired. Oh yeah. That's a lot. Dan's down. Dan is down. No, I'm good. I'm good. I took my Adderall. We're good. We're back up. Another few hours. Let's go. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Let's do week. math now. Yes. Oh god. We will oh, I'm out then. <laughs> well, we'll see everybody soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank Take you. care. Thanks, thank you. guys. Bye. Bye.